You're listening to the Liverpool Comedy Quota, the only EU-ratified comedy podcast in Liverpool. And in a week where Nick Clegg bemoaned the lack of black football managers in charge of Premier League clubs due to the ingrained institutions at the top, the Quota believes that the wealthy, privileged boys club that is a closed shop for most minorities and stops them from rising to prominent positions needs to be smashed. And as soon as the government's sorted out, then we might have time to sort out football. We don't really want to use the phrase pot and kettle here as it doesn't seem appropriate. But Liverpool Comedy Quota, just a handshake away from ridding the world of evil. And on this edition of The Quota, we have 50% of rising local comedian and falafel lover, Pete McColl. The weirdest noises ever. I hope you picked that up as well. Please don't put that on. And 50% of the best in the business at what he does, a man of 1,004 jokes, the hardcore comedy legend, Chris Brooker. Nick Foley has sent you a direct message on Twitter. And I just started going... First up is someone who I've had the pleasure of gracing a stage with both here and in Edinburgh. Famed for both his Bowie impressions and his impeccable sense of humour, he is the five-time, five-time world falafel eating champion, Pete McColl. So joining me in the bunker uh, this week is his legendary uh, comic on the circuit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my mistake. It's Pete McColl. Uh, <laughs> local comic. I thought I'd get you last one to start with. Pete <laughs> This this is going to be like Liam's interview. With, uh, it's just... I can be professional, okay, sometimes. <laughs> uh, joining us on the show is uh, Pete McCall. Thanks for coming in. Thanks oh, for coming thanks, into my Jay. Thanks for having me. Um, just for the people who've never seen you on on the circuit, uh, tell Pretty us a little much bit. Everyone, well, is it, is, yeah, I've seen you. <laughs> Two people. There we go. <laughs> I've seen me in a mirror. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, tell us a bit about yourself. How you got into comedy? What, what you're doing? Um, well, I was um, reading the Liverpool Echo. And I saw an advertising for the Rawhide standout, um, like competition type thing. Basically, you go along, do like a workshop for a couple of weeks, and then at the end of it, they put you on stage and say you've got to make people laugh. That's that's with uh, Sam and Brendan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and um, how did that go for you? Very good. I enjoyed it. It was at the all. It was at the um, the Royal Court. Yeah. The massive stage. And I was headlining the whole thing. Flipping um, For your first gig, it's quite nerve-wracking. But, <laughs> but you've got your friends and family there, isn't it? The, the, the end thing oh, is that yeah, all yeah. your mates it's come nice, on. It's nice asking, you, asking your own mother, how did I get on? And she goes, you were okay. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. She's never gonna. She's never gonna big you up too much, just in case she gets. Uh, she wants to keep you grounded. Oh, she certainly keeps me grounded. <laughs> so, what, what's your family's reaction been to uh, doing stand up? Did, did they take the mick, or did they sort of like just try and help you like everybody else? I've got, um, I've got a joke for you, Pete. No, they just don't care. Um, <laughs> they will do when you make. They go. Money. They go when you're on, and I go. Well, <coughs> gonna be on here, and you go. Okay, that's good. You're not gonna turn up then. No. <laughs> So, so you've you've uh, got a lot of support from uh, yeah. friends and family. Friends and family love love to see me. But the, the, the comedy the comedy circuit itself it, it is a nice family anyway, a family sort of thing sometimes because you work with muck comedy as well, don't you? Yeah, I do. And um, that's a nice kind of community feel to it. And yeah, well, muck came about. Um, I met John Glennon. Um, I know you've had on previously. Lovely man. I mean, we were both drunk on that. I, mean, yes, I can't believe I managed to get an interview out of that. It was good fun, though. Um, <laughs> oh, kind of, you were playing me screaming over the top of you. Oh, well, you did beat Lynn in pool, didn't you? Was I it? Apparently did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah with uh, basically, it started with muck comedy. I met John and a few of the um, muckers who have come from the previous standout tour. Standout tour. <laughs> they wish. <laughs> um, standout competition. Um, 
at um, King Gong in Manchester, which is like a hellish place for comics, but <laughs> it isn't really. It's just a hellish place for bad comics. Um, <laughs> and um, met up, exchanged details, and he just told me what muck do, basically. Trying to get Merseyside, Liverpool Axe um, stage time, because Liverpool's got great stuff with, um, you know, they've got Baby Blue, they've got the Slaughterhouse, they've got Rawhide. They're all three great clubs, but you can't just knock on their door and ask them to come straight in. You've got to prove yourself, you've got to prove yourself yeah. indeed, yeah. So they've set up, they've got one or two gigs at the minute, and I've been helping them get three or four. So the more stage time, the better. Is it is it tougher? Is it is it like a job where it's tougher? Where you, the, the the more the better you get, you've got to sort of go away, write a lot more, and sort of do a lot more and, and tinker with stuff. And um, or can you just do see your pants? Can you just blag it? Sometimes you can blag it. Um, I, I I'm sort of going through a stage where I'm trying to write as much stuff as possible without actually physically writing it and just <laughs> coming up with a thought. Right, stepping back and bus tickets. And stepping back and seeing if they laugh. <laughs> um, which is very unusual. I know, like, the like the only other famous comedians that have used that method are, like, um, Louis C.K. Mm. and um, George Cartland. So they... Two great comedians. Yeah. Are those your, are those your heroes in terms of... And, and, and even though they... I always wondered this about heroes. It's like, your heroes, do you actually take after them? Or is your style different and you just sort of like to watch them because it's a bit different than what you do? Um, as a as a punter, I like watching all comedians, good or mm. bad. Um, bad ones are some... It's like karaoke sometimes. Yeah, it's great it's to watch brilliant. the bad ones. Um, Any names? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't yeah. have to I don't think much of that Peter Kay. I don't know where he's <laughs> come from. Um, no, but you know, I, I don't. I just like comics that work hard, and you can see on stage that their bit or what they've done, they've worked at and they've made it, and it's hilarious. Um, generally, I try and do. To, I try and tell the audience a story, and it'll be a start to finish. It's simple enough, but in there you'll get observations. You'll get one-liners, you'll get a punchline, then you'll get another punchline, then you get a, a, a flat line, <laughs> <laughs> and then a big punchline. So I just try and try and make that story as funny as it physically possibly can. Do you, do you start with a story and then just add bits into it and go, oh, I've got a great joke that I've worked in that? And sort of... most, most of the stuff that I come up with is either it's happened to me, so it's real, um, and then I've it's just... Twisting the truth sometimes. For anybody who's been following you on Twitter, have you? Have you uh, there's a story about maybe coming up about libraries and people eating. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, right. <laughs> now I've had this argument right with a lot of people. A library is a place of silence, is it not? Right. So you yes, can read. You can go on the internet. You can do it peacefully. Yeah. Right. This dude for like three days has just turned up, sat right next to me every single day, <laughs> and just. Get like eight butties and then add like a packet of crisps, always has Fanta, and he's just munching away. And if you're listening to this and you're in Kensington Library, um, <laughs> do something about this because you know what? It's shocking. I was furious, <laughs> I still am. I could see, but for those of you who can't see this, uh, Pete's face has gone bright red, and, yeah. he, oh. and I'm scared. But the problem, no, the, the are you what, allowed to eat in libraries? I don't think you are, I don't know, I, I wouldn't mind. But he could go away and do it anywhere else <laughs> in the eating section. Yeah, where the cookbooks are. Well, he's, he doesn't. He doesn't even read books. He's reading his own paper that he brings in. <laughs> go it, home. 
So he's, oh. he's, he's part of the downfall of libraries because he's just he's, he's not paying any money there. He's not renting books or... Exactly. What a, Get rid of them. What an um, ass. But the main reason I was quite frustrated is because I'm in the, the midst of writing me first Edinburgh show. Ah. So that's why I've been going away from everything that I don't want to be near. Like. So, so can you give us a little bit of a, 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 a sneak peek of what's going to be coming on your Edinburgh show? Have you got a title yet? Because December's looming and that's when you've got to hand in the is it? title, is it? <laughs> yes, it is. Just check the watch. <laughs> um, I have got a title. Um, I had three or four titles. Can we, can we have some of the ones that you've discarded already? Um, Are they sweary? The tour that doesn't tour tour. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, themeless introduction. Ah, uh, that, which is also on your Twitter uh, thingy. Yeah, I quite like was, that. That was quite a nice one. I keep, um, I keep imagining you walking down a, a wrestling ramp with no music, like our <laughs> truth used to. I'm gonna have to do it. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I can buy a smoke machine, um, <laughs> some lycra. Go for it. Um, the other one was, um, why am I here? <laughs> which is a bit of a look at my life uh, a good start to any Edinburgh show or any show in particular where you go why am I here and everyone just goes well, I don't know, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah so um, and the other one was well the, uh, the, there was a <laughs> it was an idea of me doing um, stuff on the Dalai Lama <laughs> don't ask me where that came from because <laughs> it's just right for the because pickings because me and him were tight man um, <laughs> tight we, we both have glasses <laughs> so is that coming along then have you got have, have you the Dalai Lama show is brilliant it is. <laughs> <laughs> no it, it's it, I've got the bones of it the, got... the sad thing about the Dalai Lama one is that because he, he, he's a Buddhist he's not, he wouldn't be able to say that he actually enjoyed it he'd actually just say it is of, of equal value to everything else so you'd yeah. never get a good quote from him <laughs> a thumbs up would just be great he can't even do that he has to go in the middle because he's oh. not allowed to say that it's, it's that just... sounds just like most of my audience <laughs> just, <laughs> meh, meh, meh. Yeah. that's why you don't play Liverpool this much so are you, do, are you doing an hour long show then at, at Edinburgh are you doing a half an hour or are you doing um, planning on doing the whole hour and when I'm up there I'll also be doing stuff for more comedy as well so might have to join you on that one. Busy. <laughs> so tell us what else what else you'll be doing in the in the near future where people can go and see you. Um well I am actually playing in Liverpool. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, Finally uh, yeah, I'm um, I've just rented some space out. Um, <laughs> come along. Um, we've set up a new gig with Muck Comedy, um, which is in Jack Rabbit Slims in Hoylake. Alright, good. Um and I'll be emceeing that and that's on the fourth of December. Um, so you'll see, I think the lineup for that is Sully O'Sullivan. Cool. Liam New Zealand Bolton, he slept on my floor once, Sully O'Sullivan. Did he? Yeah. He's, he's only small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's Liam Bolton as well, and also I think we've got the great Bill Chapman. Way! So it's uh, all good in the hood, as they say. I remember when he used to be called Scooby. Now he's too famous to yeah. use those nicknames. Glory days. <laughs> so, so, so if anybody wants to find anything about you, have you got any uh, Twitter or the, the, yeah, you can just Facebook or if you can spell my surname, well done. Because I've only ever seen three people do it correctly. One is you, yay, um, and one is the girl who works. Um, where is it? Greg's. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm a fat person. <laughs> um, no, it's a restaurant in um, oh the Mexican Tavern. On Allerton Road, she's the only one who spells my name right, so hats off to her. Well done, you. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's better or worse than Greg's, the Mexican tavern where you can get yeah, cheap, really cheap Mexican yeah. food. I, I quite like it. It's a little bit more classier than Greg's, I think. A little bit, because you can sit down while you have your pasty, but you Mexican can sit down pasty. down in Greg's, just sit down next to the fridge. 
<laughs> Bring it out. Pop it in. Excuse me, mate. Are you going to leave anytime soon? No. no. I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah. I'm going to go for dessert. <laughs> Don't go. Um, I'll start with a soup. Yeah, so um, you can fo- follow me on Twitter because I'm a douche. Um, <laughs> Themeless introduction. At Peter um, McCole, M C C O L E. How is that hard to spell? I don't understand why people are going. Just, uh, just, oh, I just hate people. Um, but not you guys. <laughs> so come along. <laughs> yeah, follow me on Twitter. I'm, to be honest, I just just um, comment on stuff that really either annoys me, like libraries, <laughs> or it'll probably be an ingag that you won't even guess. Cool. So yeah, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> nice plug. Um, or Facebook, something like that. Blah, blah. Pete, thanks for coming in. Cheers. Yeah, thank you very much. It's lovely. Cheers. See Pete all around Liverpool, especially at Laughter House New Comedy uh, Night on Wednesday. Uh, then at the Laughter House, uh, obviously. Uh, and keep an eye out for, eye out for his work with Muck Comedy across the city, uh, who may have some important announcements uh, in the new year. Our headline act is a stand-up in his own right, but has been lauded by other comedians, mainly due to having the intestinal fortitude to bring the hardcore legend, former WWE heavyweight champion Mick Foley, to the UK shows for a phenomenal comedy tour. He is the ginger viking, he is 200 pounds of lean, mean joking machine, he is Chris Brooker, and he is ready to rumble! Uh, so, on the line, joining me in the comedy bunker, is uh, Chris Brooker. Thank you for coming on the show. Pleasure, absolutely. <laughs> uh, for the listeners uh, who've never seen you, um, give us a little bit, a uh, bit of information about yourself. Um, how did you get started in comedy? Where, sort of, where you know, where was your first gig and stuff like that? Well, how did I get started? Oh well, um, like a lot of people getting into comedy, I got into comedy because I had a really dull job that I needed to take my mind off of. I, uh, I used to work picking yogurt. Oh, well, not picking in a literal yogurt. sense. You know, so does it does it grow trees now? <laughs> Money doesn't grow on trees, but yogurt. You think you have to tap it like maple syrup. But, <laughs> yeah. um, I was I was picking orders of yogurt in a cold storage uh, depot down in Somerset where I lived at the time. Yeah. I'd lost my job. I had to move back in with my parents. It was it was not the greatest time of my life, I have to say. Mm. Um, but uh, it was a bit of a mindless job. So as I walked around, I'd sort of pick the orders out, put them on pallets, send them away, and I sort of thought of one joke, which became two, which became four. And then I had enough for a five-minute set, so I um, recorded a video of myself doing this in my bedroom at my parents' house, once again, very <laughs> rock and roll, and uh, sent it off to the BBC for the new Comedy Awards in 2001. Yeah. Uh, they either saw something in me or thought, we need at least one pea green newbie to make sure everyone knows it is a new Comedy Award, and <laughs> um, had my first gig in Bristol in May of 2001, and uh, here I am now. Uh, so, that's, so it's your 10-year anniversary, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Ten years this year. You'd think I'd be doing better, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll come on to that in a minute anyway, uh, about how you're doing better. But um, So what's been the high points or the low points uh, of the of gigging in those ten years? Oh, my word. Um, the low points. It's um, it, Comedy's one of those weird things where you sort of plateau for a bit. You feel yourself getting better, then all of a sudden you stay where you are yeah. for a while. Um, and I, I managed to plateau for about three years. Oh. which was uh, not the greatest of times. <laughs> um, and the problem is then that uh, once people... The worst thing you can get a reputation for, I think, is being okay. <laughs> if people think you're brilliant, they'll book you. If they think you're absolutely horrific, they just won't answer your phone, and that's fine. But if people think you're okay, they, they tend to be nice to you and fob you off and don't book you, <laughs> which, was, uh, which was me and not getting booked purgatory for about two years. Fortunately, I got better, and uh, everything picked up. 
Cool. Um, highs, 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 highs. Um, I did a biker festival earlier on this year, which was quite <laughs> remarkable. 2,000-plus bikers in a massive tent out in the Cheshire countryside. Um, and they looked like the scariest bunch you could imagine. But yeah. they obviously took one look at me and thought, oh, long hair, he's one of us, he's fine, he can stay. And <laughs> had a fantastic gig. There's nothing quite like... If you can make... What was it, the old saying? If you can go out on stage and make one person laugh, you're doing something well. Yeah. Not really. It means you should probably pick another job. But making <laughs> 2,000, 3,000 people laugh at the same time is an amazing feeling. And, and bikers as well, which... It, oh, it would, could, it, could it have gone either way, or was it, were they just were they there for a laugh? Uh, they were really nice, and they were really up for a laugh. They, um, they weren't just nice, though. Um, if they didn't like you, they would let you know. Uh, the, one of the other acts, in fact, a, a very prominent circuit headliner whose name I will withhold... Um, closed that uh, particular afternoon gig and got booed off. So, uh, <laughs> so you're technically better than them. Technically, I think on that one day, it's, it's any given day. I think I may have been uh, Bristol City to their Liverpool from a few years ago, but uh, <laughs> any other day I've probably gone down six nil. So, what do you do? <laughs> and so talking about highs now, uh, f- for me uh, as a sort of uh, some, a spectacle to watch. Um, recently, uh, you, you uh, managed to bring Mick Foley, the WWE wrestler, over here to do comedy. Uh, and I managed to go and watch that in Nottingham. Um, surely that is an amazing thing anyway. But how did, how did that all come about? Um, it, it all came about because of a singer-songwriter called Christina Miles. Bizarrely enough. I was on the radio with her yeah. last year. And we were talking about how you promote yourself. And she said... Go on Twitter. Twitter's brilliant. And I went, no, I hate Twitter. hate the idea of Twitter. I'm never going on Twitter. Yeah. She said, give it a go. So I did. I didn't take a lot of convincing. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, you go on Twitter, and it's like anything else, like eBay, any internet thing. You go and you just go, eh, what's this all about? Mm. Click. Next thing you know, you've followed 200 people. You've sat there for 24 hours. You know, <laughs> you haven't slept or, uh, or anything. You're just going, oh, this is new. Um, <laughs> and I followed Mick Foley, uh, at Real Mick Foley, if anyone wants to join in the party. Yep. And he was doing a book signing in Manchester at the Trafford Centre. So I sent him a, a, one of these messages on Twitter, just at, you know, yeah. fancy doing a comedy show while you're here. And just on the off chance, didn't think more of it. Then in the middle of the night, about three in the morning, I got an email on my phone that said, uh, Mick Foley is now following you on Twitter. Mick Foley has sent you a direct message on Twitter. <laughs> and I just sat there going, I'm, I'm kind of glad my girlfriend wasn't there at the time or else she'd have gone, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> But he said, uh, yeah, I'm curious about this. So I sent him, he gave me his email address. I sent him an email, went back and forth a few times. And, and long story short, we managed to thrash out a deal. And the tour happened. Just just to point out to people uh, who didn't know before as well, Mick, Mick had just started to get into comedy over in America as well, hadn't he? Yeah, that's he, right. He's been doing stand-up about two years now, two and a half years. Mm. So so you you were the, you had this great idea to sort of book him into a tour and sort of take him all around. How, how did it go? How, how was it for everybody? amazing i mean you, you you don't often get to do gigs I and mean, you were you were there in nottingham you can yeah. remember no doubt the atmosphere was oh, yeah. absolutely unbelievable you have 400 500 people who were there to see someone that i don't know idolize seems like a funny world but it, it, it really <laughs> is that he's he's one of these people that genuinely gets such a strong emotional connection with the people that like him mm-hmm. and the the people that are fans of us are very passionate um so they are really excitable really keen quite smart yeah. as a rule um and the, there's a big crossover i mean personally i was in hog heaven because i looked out <laughs> normally at gigs long hair slightly geeky i'm the outsider here i was amongst my people <laughs> I, just, I just looked out 
a sea of similar-looking faces and waited for the chant of one of us, one of us, <laughs> one of us to start. I've, I've got to say, it was one of the best one of the best gigs I've seen this year. To from 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 a, from a, a purely perspective of uh, you were great as MC and uh, Sam Avery was there, Liverpool lad, uh, a really good opener uh, using using wrestling jokes, which he said I've, he's never going to get the chance to do ever again. Uh, Jim Smallman as well, uh, and uh, obviously Mick Foley, just a really good lineup, and everything seemed to just click and work. Absolutely, I think Mick will be the first to confess that he will never, at this point at least, he is not. The, the equal of professional comedians who are touring in theatres in the same way. Mm. And yet, it's an amazing thing that he is actually doing his development and is growing as a comedian in front of 400, 500 people. <laughs> and he's rising to the occasion. Um, and he, I saw him get better every single night mm. of the gig. Every night he worked harder. And he's, he doesn't want to smash and grab. He doesn't want to be one of these people who comes and goes, I'm famous, can I make a few quid yeah. before people realise I can't do this? genuinely wants to be the best comic he can be mm. so he's doing little spots in new york he's doing short spots in america he's practicing he's getting his material out and, and just little things like over the course of the the tour he slipped in little ad libs and little things he picked up along the way mm. um there was a reference to a bit of famous peter k material which i won't <laughs> repeat here but it absolutely tore the house down <laughs> so, so it's getting bigger and better then he's, he's, it certainly uh... is so so every time he goes out in gigs, he's gone back to America. We're not allowed to keep him, sadly. <laughs> and uh, he's going to be gigging throughout the rest of the year, into next year. If you go to his website, you can see all the dates he's got booked in. Well, we'll have a quick and, talk about um, the, the stuff that he's going to be doing next year for you as well. Um, what, what do you think it is about... Um, I don't, I've met so many comedians doing the show and just sort of uh, doing comedy myself. I've met so many comedians who are into wrestling. Uh, Brendan Burns is one of the standout ones. I've seen, I'm sure I've seen pictures of him at WrestleMania. But what, what is it? What, do you think there's some kind of symbiosis between comedians and wrestlers? And we all want to, instead of being wanting rock, being wanting to be rock stars now, we want to be wrestlers. I think so. I think it's the fact that we all crave attention. We all crave that reaction from an audience. And you'll you'll have to look very hard in the entertainment business at all to find the kind of reaction that wrestlers get when their music hits and mm. they walk out. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're not a wrestling fan, if you go and look for the entrances uh, of people like Steve Austin and The Rock and, and, and Nick himself as yeah. Mankind, oh, yeah. as soon as the music hits, places go mental. Yeah. They go absolutely insane. They chant their name. And, and comedy and wrestling is very similar because it doesn't... The most important thing, I think, is the connection with the people watching. Because yeah. uh, you can have the greatest moves in the world as a wrestler, be the greatest athlete in the world. Or you can be the greatest writer in the world. You can have the best jokes, the best material. Mm. But if you can't connect with your audience, they're just not going to be interested. Yeah, yeah. And so the worst thing we can get from either of us is, is audiences that are just sat on their hands or chatting to each other and not interested. Yeah. So what, what, what music did you come out to? I can't remember. I don't remember what Sam came out to, because afterwards he went, oh, I would have picked something else. Which was, He came out to the, uh, the Hurricanes theme, I do believe. He did, indeed. <laughs> it's based on the fact that I mislaid some of the CDs beforehand. I, uh, <laughs> I, came out, I think I came out to Christian's music. Oh, the, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that was, that was brilliant. Last, you're on your own. And Jim came out to uh, Here Comes the Bunny by Shane, yeah. Shane on Mac. <laughs> Things that you remember. But yeah, so, so Mick's coming back in the new year as well. He's coming to Liverpool, uh, the Liverpool Olympia. Uh, have you got oh, details yeah. on, on that? What the dates and um, how to go and get tickets? Uh, yes, uh, it's going to be on Thursday, March the first. Uh, you can go tickets from the Liverpool Olympia website. Yeah. 
Um, if you want to find out more information, it's uh, if you follow at Foley Stand Up UK on Twitter, yep. or go to mickfoleystandup.co.uk. Uh, we're revamping the site this weekend, so we'll have all the information up there. Yep. Uh, but the tickets actually went on sale. They're on sale now. Yeah. And the Olympia, I don't know if, you, if you've been to anything there. Yep. I've been to see Ring of Honor. Uh, TNA uh, were there a bit. Europe thing. And TNA were there a while ago. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of nice to have the comedy show there at a venue that's had all these big wrestling events as yeah. well. And hopefully, hopefully the stage is big enough this time. I mean, in Nottingham, uh, I think we missed out on some stuff. But um, apparently, does he put somebody through a table at some point? Because <laughs> I remember a discussion before before everything kicked off, going, "Oh, the stage is too small. We can't put. We can't do the table thing." <laughs> I think we were messing around. Ah, right. Uh, okay. No tables were harmed in the making of this uh, tour, but we uh, we you never know what to expect in um, in Newcastle because we had uh, a couple of guys from Grand Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, in Wigan. Uh, which is a fantastic wrestling promotion. A mm. um, couple of guys came to help us out, and they did a couple of skits. You might remember uh, Ben taking a suplex yeah. from Mick on the stage <laughs> at the Glee Club. <laughs> not, not actually taking it, just he just got lifted up yeah. to demonstrate the old Al Snow stories. But I think that made his, his, his year, because he may be the only person taking a wrestling move from Mick Foley in 2011. <laughs> Uh, it was a, a moment where I thought, you don't get this in any other kind of comedy nights. Uh, <laughs> Suplex on stage, fantastic. Uh, is it, uh, but yourself as well, um, is it, are you doing anything uh, in the northwest area, Rain Liverpool or Manchester or anywhere there? That's a really good question. I don't remember. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've <laughs> but, but if you, people want to see you, have you, you've got a website with uh, a blog and um, stuff? The best thing to do, if you follow me on Twitter, it's at the Brookerman. Yeah. I'm not actually gigging in Liverpool very much, so you know, if people do want to see me or see what I'm all about, tell them to uh, contact their local comedy club and harass them. And, uh, <laughs> hopefully, they'll go. You know what? This guy smells like money. Bring him in. <laughs> Chris, thanks for coming on the show for us. My pleasure. Fantastic. So you heard the man. Uh, if you want to get tickets, go online, find out from the Olympia or from or go on Twitter and find everybody. Uh, make sure you go and see it. It was a great night in Nottingham. Um, it, it's even if you're not a wrestling fan, um, it is a great night. And if you want to get dressed up in, in your favourite wrestler's clothes and do that, uh, nobody's nobody's ashamed. It's it's uh, perfectly acceptable. As was at Nottingham, I went as Booker T. Um, <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening this week. Uh, don't forget to tune in next time. Uh, we'll be a bit more regular over the Christmas period. Um, hopefully every week um, if we get enough people in um, so we'll see you on the next one thank you very much for listening can you dig it sucker <laughs> <laughs>